Some people think that the apple was a forbidden fruit. Well, I couldn't disagree with them more because why would God forbid us from enjoying one of the world's most perfect fruits? Apple, in this case, apple cider, specifically hard apple cider, is one of the most delicious, refreshing, effervescent creations we ever had the pleasure to enjoy. And my friend Jay Bradish is one of those men who has, dare I say, perfected? I won't go that far. But he makes excellent, excellent cider. Him and his family have been serving the Charlotte community for six years, making some of the best cider in the business, hands down. And this is my interview with him. Please enjoy. We are here at Red Clay Cider Work, talking to Jay, the owner, the founder, the cider what? maker, cider maker, yeah. cider master. You want to, you know, you can kick up your name a little <laughs> bit more at this point. Uh, cider maker is good enough. Okay, yeah. fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. But um, I still, I still learn every day. Yeah. Well, I don't know how much you want to learn because, like, when I first met you, I, I, I would never forget that. I'm like, hey dude's big as me so it's great That's uh, like, yeah shook his hand i'm like oh my hands were small this is nice and um yeah. you was like oh i'm gonna start a cidery and i looked at him like what <laughs> not like heavy stouts and beer you want to start cider so tell me to begin it why how did you get into cider making why did you you know why did you go down this road well so i'm originally from michigan so go blue yeah oh sorry yeah so the, the hobby actually started a couple years before i got out of the navy so i was down in virginia and uh a guy i was stationed with we decided to get into home brewing together and so we went and bought equipment and all that and we uh also decided hey we'll make some fruit wines so we were making stuff like blackberry raspberry sometimes blackberry raspberry together all that right. And we really started the brewing because the batches of wine took, you know, months. Mm-hmm. Now we'll do some beer in between. And so when I got out of the Navy in 99, moved home, uh, Michigan is a big apple state. So yes, had access to some free fruit. And uh, my girlfriend at the time, wife now, we uh, ground that fruit up and we made a batch of apple wine because this is long before cider was a big thing. Right. And that just kind of led to, you know, we really like making that. So when we transitioned down here a year later, um, also in Apple State, I kept making that apple wine. And just over time, that transitioned into, we were making cider and then I'm doing it with a neighbor and we're making 50 gallons, 100 gallons, 200 gallons. We're going to get our own apples. We got equipment to process. So it just kind of grew into where we thought, well, maybe we could do it as a business. Because we had been looking to get out of corporate life and we looked at, you know, a deli, a butcher shop, all kinds of stuff. And naively at the time, we didn't do the deli butcher shop because 
know, we're going to end up working nights and weekends, and we don't want that. So what do we do? We start a cidery. Yeah, because you never work nights. No, or never weekends. work nights yeah. or weekends or holidays. <laughs> so it's, I don't know what we were thinking. It's not like we're brewing in tap house now, and I had no. to literally pull you off a <laughs> off a freaking what is that? A hundred gallon. Uh, five five hundred gallon mixed five, tank. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I literally pulled him off so you can do this interview <laughs> because you know, if you want free time, start yeah. a cidery. Yes, and, you know, kids do that. Yes. Yeah, yes and no, <laughs> but <laughs> but yeah. So it was just a, a, a hobby that turned into yep. a passion that turned into a business. So you said you you had the thoughts of doing a. Uh, Hey, if you hear everybody, that's you know that's real life, guys. So that's you know just take it if you're yeah. if you're listening to this on the podcast. But um, yeah, so you had a love for something in the culinary arts, one way or another. So right. if it didn't wasn't cidery, you would seek it. Yeah. Oh, y'all can join. Y'all can join the podcast if you want to. We're recording now, but you can come right on me. What's that? Yeah. Yes, we're recording. You can come in. You can come in. He said. <laughs> <laughs> okay, she ran away. That's that's fine. Yeah. It's all stayed in. That's all stayed in right there. Yeah. But uh, so you had a passion for the culinary arts, one way. Or yeah. yeah, yeah. And I mean, we never considered a restaurant. I mean, maybe briefly, but we knew, again, naively, we don't want to take a hobby that we love and turn it into a job. Right. <laughs> so, yeah. So yeah. again, you know, totally misjudging what this was going to turn into. Yeah. But yeah, that's uh, and the only reason we thought about that deli butcher shop is because a friend of ours had started one and yeah. was wanting to sell and get out, and it was uh, going to be a good yeah. price. And just at the end of the when we had to make a decision, we decided no. There you so, go. Yep. There you go. So you went to Saturday. Uh, now I I know you as a brewmaster. That's where I first met you, right. and um, had some of your beer before. But you was always pushing the cider. Why cider in particular? I mean. Because you started about, what, six years ago? So, yeah, and we started here six years six, ago. Six yeah. years ago. And, yeah. you know, if you remember 2000, what, 2015, 15, 14, yeah. that's when the cider boom really yep. kind of hit America. Yep. So I was like, oh, oh, okay, let's do this. I had, like, you know, I forget, whatever big brand popular cider. Uh, and Woodchuck and Angry Orchard were the big ones much, at that time. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. It was like those two and being from Michigan originally, they always had hard cider in yeah. around, but it was niche. You know, you go yeah. apple picking and you right. get some hard cider and that was it. And I thought it was a little Michigan treat. Yeah. So you jumped in right on the boom. How is that, you know, explosion really um, affected you and, and the business down here in Charlotte? Yeah, so we, you know, when we first started, we had been going down to uh, Windy Hill mm-hmm. uh, to help out during their cider days and stuff, and just sit because we loved yeah. cider, and I would take my ciders down there. And in the very beginning, before we were buying too many apples, that's where we were getting our apples and juice anyway. Right. Uh, so we got to be good friends with those guys down there. They encouraged us to go to something called CiderCon, which was a, a very new thing in the u.s it was a u.s cider association and so we went to that and you get a lot of knowledge on starting and it gives you a lot of market data so we were just looking at that and looking in charlotte there were so many breweries opening and i just didn't have i mean i was not even a full grain brewer at that point so yeah hey i just didn't have i'm still doing extract yes my experience was in the wine making and cider making so i was more comfortable that route and so when we started we couldn't get 
a, we had dry ciders, but we could not get a dry cider into an account. You know, nobody, everybody wanted like the South End or something with fruit in it. Right. And you could get people to try drier stuff here, but fast right. forward six years and we've got our, some of our driest stuff goes out into accounts. I mean, not as much as fruited or the, right. the off-dry well, stuff, it, it, but it's, it's in, yeah. in America, you need to yeah. make an IPA everything, IPA yeah. cider, you know, know and, sell. Yeah. And, and, you know, this was not a mature cider market when we started, and it's no. still not really. I mean, this is not the Pacific Northwest of right. New England, so us, along with Good Road, Windy Hill, the other North Carolina cideries, we've all had to educate this market ourselves. Yeah, we really have. Yeah. And, you know, just for you listeners, yes, um, podcast will be coming with those gentlemen in uh, in the coming weeks and months. But yeah, I, as the first one in this area, definitely, you yeah, know, that, that was Red Clay was definitely you know where you needed to go, and they yeah. were the only cider game in right. town. Yeah, and we, you know, it was we would be up against Windy Hill in some accounts, but for yeah. the most part, you know, like our opening day here was insane because we were the first one, we were new. I was there, it was I cra- remember. It was crazy. I, rem- I remember it, yeah, this yep. day, it was nice. <laughs> it was. Mm. So, hey now, um, so what support obstacles have you faced in the six years of business that, you know, kind of stands out to you? So probably the biggest one has, has been well it's two there's two there's there's the market perception of what cider is so having to fight that you know everybody thinks cider was for women or that it is only super sweet doesn't have complexity and we had to educate people you know it can be just as complex as a wine you can have dry you can have stuff with fruit hops whatever you want and uh so there's that and then just the financial side of it you know you you get into something like this it's not that you think you're going to get rich but you also don't realize what a slog it is for the first four to five years before you actually start to turn a profit oh yeah Yeah. and we we being inexperienced started with way more equipment than we needed and so we were carrying that debt for several years and not actually using that you know fully max so we had to grow into it and i remember 2015 i was talking to you he's telling me about like how you just had like warehouses of apples in storage yep. and there and i'm like what are you gonna yeah. do for these i got like i still need the apples i can't yeah. deal with it. Yeah. yeah we had juice we had apples yeah. we had frozen we had yeah. some yeah because we that was another thing we never planned on it took us 13 months to get open right we had thought we'd be Thought we'd have a building far before we did so we actually pressed apples into cider didn't ferment it but press it into uh, fresh juice uh two seasons before we actually opened yes and then put that in a freezer thinking we'd be open in 14. yeah well then 14 season rolls around we know we're going to be open in 15 so we pressed again in 14. so yeah i don't think we actually until probably late 15 early 16 did we actually buy new apple? Like we yeah. bought some in fifteen, but we I went that bringing, whole year. Yeah, you were bringing <laughs> you were bringing all this cider to um, the meetings and stuff, and I'm like, this is delicious. Like, yeah, you just had this look on your face, like I got so much cider, <laughs> <laughs> I got so much fresh juice, I, I just want to move this juice. Yeah. So it was uh, yeah. stressful times, but probably was, good times. Yeah, 
Well, you know, you're the man, man that wanted to start a, a Saturday. So, yep. you know, I. And you know, just like with any brewery, the very beginning brewery guys in the market, there's no book out there really that yeah. tells you how to do it. So you, oh, yeah. you figure it out as you go. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Oh, okay. Some yeah, things you make the right decisions. Some things you don't. Well, to me, you've always made the right decisions because I've always liked the product. It was, Thank you. It's always been quality. Now, what are your flagship um, ciders the one that you had? So we, for the first two to three years, we had like our core. We had our Queen City, mm -hmm. South End. So that's our semi-dry and semi-sweet. Right. Then we had the Cherry Bobbin, which was for which the I'm longest time. Which on now. Yeah. That was our only fruited. Right. Then we added the Blackberry, the Bramble Blackberry. Um, then the rosé because rosé ciders were, you know, the thing. And uh, after that, third year is when we started to add the small batch stuff, and that's kind of really taken off. And yes, it, it has. And it hit a peak when we uh, did the blueberry crumble for Queen City Brewers Fest in February of 2020, and took runner-up best of show as cider in a brew festival, and so. That was only a 30 gallon batch. Well, then we had to turn around and make more. And ever since then, we've got a crumble series now. Right. And so uh, small batch series. I'm and sucking on the blueberry combo now. That's it. So it's, yeah, I'm double fisting, it's great. Anyway. So it's, uh, you know, uh, you know, it's just been a, we've had to roll with market changes. Yeah, you know? yeah. And we have, and the one thing I like to emphasize you know, even though the crumbles are the big sellers and the fruits are the big sellers, and that's that's nationwide, that's everywhere. Um, we do make several really dry ciders, and yes, you do. I personally wish those were the ones that sold the best, but you know, our market is not there. Yeah, it's just not there. That brings me up. Wow, that brings me up to my next question. What's your favorite cider that you made, and or you know, style that you right. like? versus what sells the best. So I personally like, you know, if I want something with a little bit more, uh, you know, not so dry, I'll have the Queen City, which is our semi-dry. Mm -hmm. It tends to be on the drier side of semi-dry. Then the, um, in the buff, any of the brute ciders when we have them out, and yeah. then we have one called No Filter. Those are all bone dry. There's no back sweetening. Yeah, yeah. I some are filtered, some yeah. are not. Yeah, and those, those are what I like. And so what do you think, what, not to get it again, this is not a getting into the business podcast, but in the business, what do you think is, what is the best seller? What the market enjoys the most? So our uh, cherry bobbin trolls and the yeah. Bramblin' Blackberry overall, because yeah. they're cherries year round, Bramblin' is about seven to eight months of the year. Right. Uh, those two sell quite well. And yeah. then the crumbles, a new crumble hits every month. So they're like quick in and out and they sell like crazy and then they're gone. So. They, I mean, that always works because uh, that's one of my introductions. You know, when friends and family come down to the Charlotte area, okay, then we, let's go to some breweries, let's go to some satteries, let's try it. You know, when I come here, right. those are the three. Hey, get this flight, you gotta have these three you know and then pick something else of your smaller batch ones right you just it's not on the board right now it makes me very sad that uh the old-fashioned oh oh my god that was the 
Father's Manhattan. Yeah, yeah. Father's Manhattan. Yeah. Oh my God, that was so good. I yeah. had that a couple weeks ago, and yeah. I'm like, that. I, listen, <laughs> I would bathe in that. That was yeah, so good. It's good. Yeah, yeah, my sister Jamie makes that one. Um, that's for uh, we just do that for Father's Day Sunday. Well, and then we, it, you know it typically lasts for a week or so after that. We'll make about 30 gallons of it. Yeah, I'm gonna get 10 gallons next yeah, time. That was, yeah, that's pretty tasty. I am, that's, yeah. yeah, that was the truth. So, which of the small batches that you like? So, I I don't dislike the crumbles, but they're not my thing. Uh, hey, so yeah. now that's black, that's actually just black, uh, bramble and blackberry. Mm. We don't have a crumble, it's coming out Saturday. Uh, the blueberry. I can get you a sample of that after we're done. Oh, yeah. Well, um, like I'm going to say no to that. Yeah, it's one of the ones we just made. Yeah. But I, of the small batch stuff, I, again, tend to like the drier ends. So we have one that will be out uh, in the next few weeks called Zest Tea. And that's kind of a play on an Arnold Palmer. So it's lemon and lime oh, tea. Okay. Uh, that one's on the drier side. The Ciderita's on the drier side. Sure. That's a lemon lime agave. Um, I tend to like those, uh, you know, just stuff more on the dry, tart side. Cool. Yeah, yeah I, I'm very upset. I told you before, um, one of the, one of my close friends and, you know, men behind the scenes of this podcast is a friend of mine called Cider Dave. Yep. You're going to love him because, one, by the name, he likes right. Cider. Right. And two, he was also in the Navy. So... Nice. I got it. Y'all have to um, talk shop and yeah, drink cider. I would love but to. yeah, he's got. I, I put that little plug in here for him in particular because I know he, he'll be listening and like, you should have came. I told you yeah. to come right. for this interview. But you know, you had to work. I so. feel like, have I met Cider Dave? Before? You may have met. He just comes up here because he loves ciders and stuff. Sure, and we, like, now, what brings it, brings it up to a good point? You said that you had to educate the market because cider has that reputation of being for women and not anything, right. which is stupid. Right. But um, and, but I always I'm guilty of it because yeah. I tea cider Dave and I'm yeah. like, oh, you, we're drinking beer, we're drinking bourbon right. and stuff, and you're sitting out drinking cider, and I'm like. Yeah, but it's delicious. Right. So I don't. Right. He's made a good choice. Right. Right. So what? Any? What do you think the hardest obstacle you had to overcome just educating the public about you know, hey, this is not, this is not you know, just a feminist movement drink. This right. is a delicious everybody should drink thing. I mean, I think, I think people are definitely more aware, and it's partly because even even the big national brands have started started to make less sweet stuff so right. but they still don't make most angry no, does don't. have yeah. an orchard series that they have bone dry stuff yeah. but you can only get those at the orchard so, right right um i but i think there's enough cideries in all the states now that people have at least been exposed and they know cider can be drier i think the biggest one that we've had to overcome is still that it was for women and that it was, you know, light and alcohol and fruity. And, you know, when you point out to a, a guy that everything on that board is six and a half to seven percent, yeah. first of all, we've got stuff with hops. We've got just give this a try. Right. And, you, and we, Jamie and the rest of the staff have done such a marvelous job over the years of convincing somebody to at least try it. And then you can almost always find yeah. something that they like. And if they don't, that's fine. 
we tried, you know? I, I don't know anyone who doesn't like a cider. And you know me. I know a lot of yeah. drinkers, oh, yeah. <laughs> you oh, know, yeah. and they, I hang out with them. I love a good, you know, dry, sweet, you know, depending on my mood. But yeah. it, it's always, yeah, it's always good. So, yeah, and I don't find a sweet cider. Yeah. I just thought I'm going to have one. Whereas yeah. if I'm going to have cider, if that's what I'm having for the night, I'm, yeah. I've got to have the drier stuff. Yes. Yeah. Hey, you know, go with what you want. That's what yep. the bar is open as yep. well. Go with whatever you like. I interview everything. I'm going to have a gin episode and everything. Whatever you yep. like, yep. you know. But cider is definitely, if you don't like a cider, you know, okay, you don't like fruit and you're probably unhealthy. <laughs> so yeah. Uh, yeah. tell me a little bit about and i like to ask this question to all the businesses um that was out in Valley in charlotte area for the last couple of years how was it surviving 2020 so we got really lucky i'll i'll just say right up front because we in february of last year didn't know that was coming no I mean, we we'd did, heard about right. it but didn't know anything about it possibly being a shutdown, and certainly not for as long as it lasted. We just happened to have an opportunity to purchase a canning line from our uh, the mobile canner that we were using, decided to change careers and he wanted it out of the canning line business and he gave us a super deal on the line. And so we went ahead and, and bought it far earlier than we were planning on because right. our canned volumes Eh, we were getting close, but it still made enough sense to do mobile canning as well. Gotcha. So we bought that canning line, uh, got his services for about four months, four to five months uh, on just a job basis. We'd pay him an hourly rate and he would come help us run it until we got trained on it and everything. But then that next month, we shut down. Everything shut down, right? And if we had not had that canning line, because we had to pivot into all package because right. we couldn't sell across the taps anymore. Um, we would have been fighting for mobile canning service just like everybody else, and it would have been a nightmare. It would have been a nightmare. And having that canning line allowed us to still create excitement, even though we couldn't sit in the tap room to get people to come out because we could put small batch releases out. We could, you know, can twenty cases. We could can twenty cases. Whereas if you use a mobile guy, they're going to charge you 1200 bucks, and it's not possible. Exactly. So we got lucky, and honestly, between that and we've, we were able to, I spent a lot of time applying for grants that were out there, and we, of course, got PPP money, and, yeah. you know, we finished the year all right. We there did. you go. Hey, and all right is great after we, last year. Yeah. yeah. And we made less cider than we did the year before, of course, because we lost you know, distribution yeah. for three months. Um, but we actually had more revenue because we sold everything through here, even though it was to go. Right. It was still not giving up 30% to a distributor. Oh, I so bought some. We still yeah. finished all right. I made a point to everybody that was selling that I knew to, you know, buy at least a four to six pack. Yep. That's what I did once. too. Yeah. I, I, I made uh, a point, yeah. Yeah, I made a budget for myself, yeah. um, and I went around and spread it around. You know, I wasn't huge amounts, but... Yeah, I, hey, something. Just to something. say, hey, dude, uh, you know, I want to yeah. be there for you. Yep. You've been there for me. This is yep. why I'm so glad that you agreed to do this interview, yeah. because I'm like, dude, you know, so happy you made it. I, 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 I strongly it. believe all the businesses 
in this uh, industry that survived last year, still this year, uh, were meant to be. Yep. Because oh, you know th- they had the wherewithal to you know diversify or do what needs to yeah. be done, and, and the community is gonna support yeah, well, them because they make it quality product. Yeah, it was a great, great community uh, support, and you know even though in the beginning, um, the state, because again nobody knew this was gonna last more than a year. Yeah, like it did so. They were a little reluctant for some of the things that people were asking. Hey, can we can we sell? This way, can we set up a mobile parking lot selling? You know, there was yeah. all these things. Everybody was throwing all these ideas at them, and some they allowed, some they shot down. But as time went on, they got a lot more open to everything because I think they realized, oh man, this is going to last a lot yeah. longer than we thought. So, between the state, the community, and just everybody's own efforts, uh, you know, we're all still here. Yeah, and you know. Thank, thank you for it. Thank God for it. Because yeah. um, if you guys, like you said, the big three in the Charlotte, you know, Carolina area, you, um, Good Road and Windy Hill, I mean, yep. was, y'all fighting a good fight. Yeah. And, and you uh, were the first, so I appreciate, appreciate it. it. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Well, before yeah. I said it, this would be a short interview, but I want to let all the listeners know and you've reached a milestone this week. Yes, we have. Yes. This Saturday will be the six-year anniversary party. Correct. There you go. So uh, yet another reason to come down to Red Clay. What you got planned for um, your little shindy? So we've got, of course, live music uh, throughout the day. Mm-hmm. We have um, uh, some new merch available. But we've got uh, several ciders uh, being released. So our ginger blue, which is our ginger blueberry, right. uh, comes out this Saturday, as well as um, blueberry. <laughs> no more Manhattan. Yeah, yeah. The blueberry crumble uh, will make a reappearance. That's actually a cider that comes out in February. But we started a tradition last year because it's blueberry. Mm-hmm. We bring out just a small release with the ginger blue. Just another hit because the blueberry is the one that started the crumble series. So we'll have that. We'll have uh, uh, our nor'easter will make us a, a new appearance. Okay. And our uh, no filter, which is our just hazy. Um, hey, I don't think I had the no filter. Yeah, it's so. pretty good. Okay. Yeah, it's just cool. a very kind of murky, unfiltered dry cider. So it's great. Yeah, because yeah. you made it. It's great. Well, I will definitely, I will poke my head in, take some pictures and stuff. I'll try a couple of, you know, ciders and new stuff. Well, thank you, man. I thank you. I appreciate it. You know, I like to normally get more in depth, but we want to keep this quick. This man has a lot to do. (laughs) That's all right. We're finishing up. So we're good. Well, you never stop a man from brewing and drinking beer. That's (laughs) That's what I do. But uh, thank you again. Hey, everybody. Never forget to like and subscribe. Or excuse me, follow the Bars Open Pod, the Bars Open Podcast. Please follow Red Clay Cider Works. You can see them on all the socials, Instagram, Facebook, and all that stuff. Twitter, get on their mailing list. They will um, send you good information like the anniversary party and when new releases come out. So you can be right on top of it. And just make this part of your Charlotte you know brewery experience when you want to just do that wonderful bar crawl or just want something light and refreshing come on down to red clay cider works appreciate it right okay real quick 
I just thought about um, Red Clay. How did yeah. you get the name? So when we first moved here, uh, you know, we the house of course has a yard, and so we were doing landscaping and everything. And I that red soil that's under everything, I, yeah. I tracked it everywhere. So that's why the blue the blueprint. And uh, so just talking to everybody that's from here, red clay is a that's something. That yeah, I know. I'm from Michigan with, also, yeah. and I was not red. Like, our, why is your dirt was, red? Our, our clay was Right. Yeah, exactly. And hard as cement. Exactly. <laughs> and then you had to dig to get to it because oh. we had dirt, like, yeah. you know, yes. like real people. But yes. Carolina loves red clay. Yeah. Yes. Um, so the apples grow in it. So I yeah. figured that was a good thing. Um, you know, good enough for me. Yeah, yeah. I feel your pain. But, you know, wonderful brewery, Sattery. Um, wonderful people. Um, come see Jay. Come see wife come see all yep. the good people yep. jamie deanna jamie, max yeah. and shelby and paul in the back helping me work and deanna my wife yes beautiful woman and um you know the boss yep absolutely boss, she is uh, yeah. She, absolutely. yeah she put me in my place but you know <laughs> that's what right. that's what everybody does but again all right guys thank you for listening thank you for subscribing and following uh, keep doing that I'll talk to you later and come on out to Red Clay. Get some side. Thanks, Ryan. Hey, thank you, Jay. Appreciate it.